Welcome to another powerful message recorded live at Christ Encounter Ministries in Longobon. We trust that you'll be truly encouraged and blessed by this message. Welcome to Christ Encounter Ministries. So glad that you have tuned in today either by YouTube, watching live streaming, or a recording, or perhaps this is just a sound recording, either on the WhatsApp channel that has been shared with you, or on our CastBox channel. You can get all of the messages on CastBox. Just look for Christ Encounter Ministries. There is so much good material there, revelatory stuff. Uh, Listen to it, share it. And, uh, and study the Word of God. It's very, very important that you do that. So family, we've been teaching on a series called Faith to Make It. How many of you know we need faith to make it? Let me tell you what. If you do not have faith to make it, you will not make it. I can attest to this word so very much. As a person that is in business, in a very challenging business environment, we have been facing tremendous challenges, just as the world is facing tremendous challenges. Everyone, this is the great shaking. And the word says that the unshaken will remain. Who is the unshaken? The people that are of great faith. As I said, if you do not have strong faith to stand, just to stand, you will not stand at all. And, and we are see this. We see this going into these sectors because in this great shaking, there's going to be a falling away. And the unshaken doesn't mean you're not going to get shaken. You're going to get shaken. Boy, have we been shaken. But the difference between us and the difference between the world is every time we come to a shaking experience, we have faith. And it's not our wits and our intellect and anything else. Listen, nothing gets you through but your faith. I've explained this in past series. We're like on special forces training where everybody is is on the special forces training. And as we go through the stages, people start to fall. People start to fall. The difference between us and the world is our faith. And family, listen to me. I can promise you what I'm teaching you is 100% accurate. 100% accurate. In the business arena, we have faced such tremendous challenges. And we, my goodness, I have seen miracles. I have seen miracles this last month that have just blown me away. And, And all of these miracles are interventions. And they've been interventions because of faith. Nothing else. And I, and I stand and I look back and I look at the various challenges that have come my way. And I, and, I, and I see the supernatural hand of God in there. And I realize even more how I'm teaching you today. And I have been teaching you that the difference between me making it was my faith. The difference between me getting through those situations was the faith that I've applied and that I'm teaching you. If I never applied that faith, wow. And even back to 
the teaching, which way to turn, so important. All of that, I tell you, if I never applied that, I can look back and I can see every circumstance, every circumstance that I would not, not have made it through. Because I get to a giant, I follow the principles I'm teaching you, and that giant gets slayed supernaturally through faith. I uh, give God room to move and ability to move. So family, all I can do is teach you and trust by the wisdom of God that you will apply the teachings that I've taught you. If not, you only have yourself to blame. Really, I'm sorry, but that just is the bottom line. Unless you actually apply the word, unless you actually do what I've been teaching you, unless you actually study the word, you're not going to make it. Or life is going to be extremely difficult to you. God said to me, as I shared in the last prophetic uh, teachings, He said to me, be desperate. Be desperate for me. Only be desperate. Remain desperate. He says, I will not tolerate no other. He said to me so clearly, even if work and even if the blessings, all of that starts to look like it's going to take more time. Because, you know, we like that. When we go through troubles, we are like, man, we get up early, we spend time with the Lord, we do everything and we so diligent and then we get busy and this happens and then we, we, we like, no, we're too busy, we're too busy. And the Lord told me so clearly, He said, listen, this season, He said, I'm not going to tolerate it. He said, I am first, the only, the one, no other will I tolerate. He made it very clear to me, even, He said, even if it looks like I need to apply my attention to things, He said, I have to remain desperate. Desperate. He said, only remain desperate. And that is what we have to be and have to do. And one very specific instruction that God gave me was this statement. He said, study the instructions to Joshua, part one, and put them strictly in place. It's so important. Put them strictly in place. And then he said this. This is a message for my people. This is a message for you. This is a message for me. And I promise you, family, if it wasn't for these principles that I'm teaching you today, I would not have made it. Made it. So let's just get in the presence of the Holy Spirit and allow Him to teach you through me. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes and let's get into prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. For this wonderful opportunity, but this immense responsibility I have of sharing your word. Not my own, not my own revelation, not my own wit, not my own cleverness. Your word, nothing more than a messenger, nothing more than a mouthpiece for your glory and your honor. Father, I know where I was when I found you. I was nothing without you. I am nothing. If I never had you, I would be dead and burning in hell. Everything that I am, everything that's accomplished, everything that is done in and through me is for your glory and none other. I bind anything that will try to steal that glory of yours. I bind any pride that is in me, any self-promotion, any self-agenda, any self-consciousness, any self and anything that would try to steal your glory, I bind it in the name of Jesus. And Holy Spirit of the living God, I submit myself according to Matthew 10 verse 20. Speak through me, Holy Spirit. Be glorified through your servant and nothing else, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.
Family, say this after me. Say, I declare that my spiritual ears are open and my heart is receptive to receive only that which you, Holy Spirit, are saying to me today. Say this, Spirit of the living God, speak to me. I am listening. Now say this, I reject any word from the flesh any word not inspired by you, Holy Spirit, I reject in Jesus' name and receive only that which you are saying today. Amen, amen, amen. So family, Joshua 1. These are the instructions to the church of today. And we're going to break it down because there's so much power in this. Today we're going to discuss the foundational message of the Joshua principle, and it's basically the whole faith principle. Listen, family, got to get a revelation of what I'm going to teach you today. It's extremely powerful. And in anything, I have to build a platform and don't think, oh, I've heard this before, and, oh, you know, you're going to miss it. You're going to miss it because there's a powerful revelation, as there always is, from the Holy Spirit. This message has changed my life. It honestly and truly has. And I believe that if you catch this revelation... It will change your life. So Joshua 1 verse 5. No man shall stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. Be strong, confident, and of good courage. For you shall cause this people to inherit the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only you be strong and very courageous that you may do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe and do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall deal wisely and have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong, Vigorous and of very courageous, be not afraid, neither be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Wow, that scripture is so packed with revelation. It is so saturated with revelation. It is amazing. So family, we need to know and understand as we've discussed in the last messages, look, if this is the first message you're listening to, there's some things that are not going to make sense to you. You have to follow. So go back and listen to the other messages. I haven't got time to backtrack too much. But we know from past study that these instructions, this instruction right here, God gave to the Israelites thousands of years ago, is for you and it is for me for today. The scripture says in 1 Corinthians 10 verse 11, these things happen to them. This is talking about the Israelites. The scripture we just spoke about. 
for examples to us. We who live at the end of the age. The King James Version says the end of the world. Now, how much of you know that we are living at the end of the age? If you don't know that, well, then I don't know. But we are definitely living at the end of the age. Earlier this year, I taught a message called In a Moment. And I encourage you to listen to that. We broke down all the signs that Jesus spoke about in Matthew 24. We looked very deep into um, specific situations, things that people don't know about, people that are relevant. We tie them to scriptures and we could see very clearly that all of the signs that Jesus was talking about, all of the birth pains, everything, and we went deep into it, everything that was being mentioned has been happening for a long time. Jesus said that they are labor pains. You know, like if a woman's giving birth, she starts to go into labor and the labor gets more intense and more intense until it gets to a point where you're about to give birth. And how much of you can agree that no longer are we in labor pains, but that the labor has become so intense that it feels, it feels that we are on the brink of the birth of the end of the age. You just got to look around what's happening in the world. The weather, my goodness gracious me, and everything, all of the signs. But go and listen to in a moment. Listen to that teaching. Let your eyes be opened, that the scales fall of your eyes so that you can be ready for what is coming because there is some very significant things that are coming. So family, so these instructions from God, that what happened to the Israelites. Listen, this is our instruction manual for the end times. That's what he said. For the end of the age, for the end times, it is our instruction manual. It's like a survival guide. You can have that survival guide, and many of us, we have the survival guide. We walk around with it under our arm. We make posts of it. We have Bible scriptures. But unless you, you can take a survival guide, you can carry a backpack of survival guides of how to survive in the desert. And you can go spend time in the desert, but unless you actually do what the survival guard tells you to do, how much of you know that you're going to die from everything that is in the books that's going to help you to overcome? Amen? So in the same way, this is a, it's a prophetic instruction. God provides an ark. He always provides a way out for His people. And He has said very specifically, this is the message for now. This is what I have to train you in. So this is our instruction manual. This is how we're going to get through. So, <coughs> excuse me. In Joshua 1 verse 6, we see the first of the instructions. The first of the instructions. This is what it says. Track with me now. Be strong and of good courage. When we look at that, those words and we expound it in the English language, we take the original uh, uh, Hebrew and we expound the meaning. It means be strong, be determined to overcome and be brave. Verse 7, these instructions are repeated, but a little, with a little bit more emphasis saying, only be strong and very courageous. So this is a strong emphasis. It's saying be absolutely resolute. Be absolutely brave, completely determined. 
But now what is God saying? What is he telling us to be strong and to be determined and to be resolute in? Is he saying that, you know, Joshua, this is the second time that you come to the brink of the, of the promised land and the land is filled with giants. We, we studied that intently last year. Is he saying, listen, you guys need to be strong, courageous, fighting fit. You've got to practice your, your javelin throwing. And Is that what God is saying? What exactly is God saying that he needs to be strong, determined and resolute in? Let's read on in verse 7. <clears throat> Only you be strong and very courageous, Yahweh have it, that you may do according to all the law. What is that? Bible scriptures. That Moses, my servant, commanded you. Only be strong and very courageous not to turn from it to the right, not to turn from it to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. You see, family, although they were at the brink of going into the promised land where they were going to fight impossible odds, we remember from the past teaching that these giants were cannibals. They had superhuman strength. They were the spawn of Satan bred by demonic angels, fallen angels that bred with, uh, with mankind. Look, if that doesn't make sense, you listen to the previous teaching and it will. It's all very scriptural. So, but we know David, who was a, a, a little boy, I think he was 16 or 17 when he faced Goliath. And that all his mighty souls and Goliath was, he was a giant. He was a literal giant. I think about 13.5 feet high. And he was this giant, the mightiest warrior, warrior of all the Philistine army. So, did, was David mighty and strong in fighting? Was he mighty and strong in being able to war against conventional warfare against this giant? No. No. He was strong and he was courageous and he was brave in God. In following the word of God. And so that's exactly what God is saying to Joshua. He's saying, only be strong and very courageous that you may do all the scriptures. Do not even turn slightly. You've got to be brave. And listen, standing on scriptures, you've got to be brave. Because when the world is falling around you and everything's getting messed up, and you're like saying, listen, I'm not going to get into the flesh. I'm not going to trust in man. I'm going to stay focused on the word. It takes a bravery, let me tell you what. But the word of God never fails. So, so God was paraphrasing. I'm going to paraphrase. Well, God wasn't paraphrasing, but I, I want to just paraphrase this for you, just so that you can get a, an understanding. So God was saying this. God was saying, Joshua, in order for you to be successful in this campaign, you must be strong, committed, resolute, determined, and brave in doing everything that the scriptures tell you to do. Do not turn to the left or to the right, but stay firmly on track in doing the word of God. What does that mean? That means obeying the word, trusting in the word, relying upon the word, and following the faith principles. And against all odds, against the cannibalistic giants in that land, against Goliath, against whatever you face, whatever you do, then you will have prosperity. You see, it's conditional. 
then you will have prosperity. Then you will deal wisely. And I can, att- I can attest to that. It's so true, family. So family, now, what is so profound and so fascinating to me is that this is a, it's a very recognizable thread that's contained through the Holy Scriptures where it teaches us over and over again that the, the key to be a successful and prosperous and wise Christian is to be committed, strong, resolute, determined, and brave to do what the Holy Scriptures tells us to do. So important, and so many people miss this. Matthew 7, verse 21. Not everyone <coughs> who says to me, Lord, Lord, who's this? Christians. Lord, Lord. Not everyone who calls themselves Christians will enter the kingdom of heaven. But only those who actually do the will of my Father. What's he talking about? He's saying, unless you actually do what the Scriptures tell you to do, you can call yourself a Christian until you're blue in the face. You can go to church all your life. And guess what? You can even serve in ministry. But unless you actually do, unless you are obedient, unless you are 100% trusting and depending upon the Word of God and following the Scriptures, that means nothing. According to Jesus Christ, you need to do what the Scriptures tell you to do. James 1 verse 22. But don't just listen to God's Word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourself. That scripture actually says, otherwise you are just deceiving yourself. And this is not just us listening to scriptures. This is people just telling us scriptures and not teaching us the proper foundations on what to do. So if you can go to church, you can call yourself a Christian, you can do whatever you want and and act like a Christian... But unless you actually do what the Word tells you, you are deceived. You are deceived. And you know, family, wherever, wherever Scripture says, don't be deceived, or you could be deceived, or anything like this, I I judge myself severely. One of my greatest godly fears, let me say godly fears, because I've said that before, and people said you mustn't fear. I know that. It's a godly fear. One of my godly fears, my greatest godly fears, is to be deceived. And that just, I shake in my boots when I think about that. Because being deceived, you won't know it. You wholeheartedly believe that you are on track, but you are wholeheartedly wrong. But you have such a strong belief that that is where, that you are on track. That's why the Bible says we must be teachable. We must judge ourselves. And you know, you're not going to know if you're deceived or not unless the Word tells you. And so it's very important that we have to judge ourselves very, very carefully and to make sure, and we ask ourselves that question, are we actually doing what the Word says? Let's just think about that for a second. Are we the Christians that just say, Lord, Lord, they go to church, that have the Christian posts, that call ourselves Christians and call Jesus Lord, but do we actually do what the Scriptures say? Or are we deceived? Or are we fooling ourselves? 
Wow, that's heavy stuff that. But we need to judge ourselves. So family, let's just go in this a little bit more deeper. Now, this is a scripture that we've discussed before intently, but it's just so critically relevant for today. It's so critically relevant. It's going to reiterate these questions that I'm, I'm, I'm asking all of us that we need to ask. Matthew 7 verse 24. Notice the scripture starts with therefore, okay, because we're going to backtrack just now, because therefore is a conjunction. So Jesus is talking about something. He's getting to a conclusion here. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine, faith comes by. Oh, you're so clever. That's right. Faith comes by hearing. So whoever hears these words of mine and puts them into practice. What's that? Doing the word is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Listen, building your house by calling yourself a Christian is not building your, your house on the rock. Jesus is saying very clearly here, you hear the word and you do the word. Then you're a wise man and you are like someone who's building the house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall. Why? Because it had its foundation on the rock, doing the word. That was the foundation that kept that house standing and prevented that house falling. Now we're going to look at the other Christians, the deceived Christians, the ones who say, Lord, Lord, same category. But everyone who hears these words of mine, hearers, not doers, and does not put them into practice is foolish, is deceived. They are only fooling themselves. They are the ones saying, Lord, Lord. They are like foolish people who built their house on the sand. The same rain, the same storms that came and blew against that house, but great was its destruction. Wow. So now again, family, we need to judge ourselves. Are we sufficiently doing the word of God? Is our house going to be standing through these storms of life? If not, we have to make corrections. Or else all we can expect is great destruction. 1 Corinthians 11 verse 31. If we judged ourselves properly, we would not come into judgment. Family, if we judge ourselves properly, family, we will not come into judgment. So family, now let's see. What Jesus was talking about, because remember I said it's a therefore, it's a conjunction. So we backtrack now to verse 21. And we've, 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 we've touched on verse 21, but now they're going to flow together and we're gonna, it's all going to come together. You're going to get the full picture now. So we started with scripture. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, Christians, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Depart from me, you evil doers. Other translation says, those of you who practice lawlessness. Man, this scripture rocks me. 
It really, really does. Because here we have very spiritually active people, very religious people, performing incredible miracles, prophesying, driving out demons, performing very many, uh, performing very many miracles. How's that for a tongue, a tongue twister? So, so yeah, but, but Jesus is saying, but, but they don't qualify for the kingdom of heaven because they're not doing the will of the Father. But now hang on a second. Is not the will of the Father doing the ministry? So yeah, you've got people that are doing ministry. They're like, okay, we, 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 we're casting out devils. We, we're healing the sick. We are prophesying. We are working for God. We are doing, doing, doing all of these things. But Jesus said, they are practicing lawlessness. They are evil doers. They are not doing the will of the Father. Wow. So isn't that a paradox? So let's have a look at this now. This is, this is so interesting. You see, family, Jesus made this statement. He said that, I never knew you. This is so important. I never knew you. And we, dis- we discussed that new talks about uh, uh, that intimate personal relationship between a husband and a wife. That closed doors personal intimate relationship. So the thing is, we cannot try to do things for God. The minute that we are trying to do things for God, the minute that we are doing ministry and doing that separated from God and not allowing God to do it through us, we are functioning from a lawless position. You see, the scripture says that Isaiah 64 verse 6, that all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. So family, the key to Christian living and ministry is a life submitted to the Lord Jesus Christ and in relationship. That is the only way. And then through this relationship with Jesus, the fruits of the ministry comes effortlessly. Now, many people say, you know, what is my... What is my purpose? What must I do? What, what is my works for God? And we, we, we're discussing this now because people get stuck in this. They, they want to do. They want to do. They want to do. They want to do things for God because they think that that's, that's earning right standing with God and that's what they need to do. So now we're just going to go to, to scripture where we've got the religious Jews that were so stuck in works. Remember they had like 600 laws that they had to follow and religious things that they had to do. They were extremely religious and they were consistently working and doing these works and doing these deeds and they believed that was their purpose in terms of ministry to earn right standing with God. And now they come face to face with Jesus. They see Jesus Christ and the religious mindset that's all based upon religious and work and everything but separated from God, separated from the power of of God, and they see, hang on a second here, something's amiss. So they go to the foot, to the feet of Jesus, and they say, Lord, they essentially say, what is our purpose? What is it that we need to do? Wouldn't you love to ask Jesus that that question? 
And we see this in John 6 verse 28. They asked him, what are we to do that we may habitually, consistently, daily, all the time, the urgency, what must we do that we can habitually be doing the works of God? How many more laws must we add on to the 600? How many more demons must we cast out? How many more times must we prophesy? How many more times must we perform miracles? What is our purpose? What do we do? Jesus answered, this is the work, the service. This is what you need to do habitually. This is the right standing with God. He says that you believe, adhere, which is obey, trust in, rely on, and have faith in the one whom he has sent, Jesus. Now I'm going to take you to a complete new revelation on that scripture. So don't forget that Jesus was saying that your purpose, that your function, that your, what you have been designed and functioned and made to do. Because remember, the word says that Jesus Christ created all things. Through him, all things were made for him. You were made for Jesus. And this is what you, you are made for. And this is what you need to do. Is that believe, obey, trust, rely on and have complete faith in Jesus. So now listen to this. Listen to this. Stay with me. Don't lose this now. So, the, John 1 verse 1. Let's see what, what doing the will of the Father is. Let's see what the wise builder is. Let's see what doing the word is. Let's see what Jesus was saying. John 1 verse 1. Man. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. beginning. Through him. All things were made. You see, the word is a hymn. Without him, the word, nothing was made that has been made. The word gave life to everything that was created. And his life, wow, his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. We skip to verse 14. So the Word became human and made His home among us. Praise Jesus. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and we have seen His glory, and the glory of the Father's one and only Son. So family... The Word of God is, in fact, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the Word of God. We don't need to understand it. We simply need to believe it and accept it. Now, stay with me now. Stay with me. John 14, verse 21. Those who accept my commandments, this is Bible Scripture, the word and obey them are the ones who love me. My father will love them and I will love them. And listen to this. This is going to blow your mind. 
and I will reveal myself to each of them. That's just amazing. That word reveal means to personally manifest or appear to them. Those, only those who accept and obey the word of God are the ones that love Jesus and the ones that will be loved. And those are the ones that Jesus will reveal himself to them personally. John 14 verse 24. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching, not obey the word. 1 John 2 verse 5. But those who obey God's word truly show how completely they love him. Wow. That is how we know we are living in him. Remember that. John 8 verse 31. You are, my, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. Isn't that amazing? We show our love to Jesus and we prove that we are disciples. And the evidence that we are in him, remember that phrase, in him. The evidence that we are in him is if we obey the word of God. We don't need to agree with it. We don't need to, to debate it. Listen, Christianity is not a democracy. It is a theocracy. We obey, believe, and trust, and adhere to the word of God. Failure to do that is failure to be a disciple of Jesus. Wow, that's just amazing. That's just amazing. So to remain in him, we need to be obedient to the word. Now, are there implications to disobeying the word? Are there implications to not being in Him? Are there consequences for not obeying the Word? Because only if we obey the Word are we in Him. So if we're not obeying the Word, we are not in Christ. So are there implications? Let's look at John 15 verse 6. Remain in me, Jesus says, as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Being obedient to the word. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Because apart from me, apart from the word, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, this is the consequence. You are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned, deceived, Lord, Lord, but not doing the word. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish. And it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory. That you bear much fruit. Showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved you, uh, me. So I have loved you. Now remain in my love. How do we remain in his love? Because he says we must remain in his love. How do we remain in his love? 
last part of the scripture, if you keep my commandments, if you do the word, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my father's commandments and remain in his love. Wow. That is so profound. You see, family, the vine is the one that causes the fruit. The branch does not produce the fruit. For the branch to produce the fruit, the branch must be connected to the vine. Who who is the vine? Jesus. Who is Jesus? The Word. John 6 verse 38, Believe, trust, obey, rely, depend entirely upon Jesus, entirely upon the Word. And as we graft ourselves into the vine, the fruit appears. Then we know Jesus. And we're not trying to produce the fruit, but the fruit comes through Jesus. You know, family, you and I, we do not even have the capacity to run our own lives. You look at any person that is a non-believer, any person that is not a true grafted in the vine believer and you can see the lives are messed up i'm sorry but it's just the truth it's just the truth listen if if i wasn't if i wasn't firmly connected to the vine i would have messed up my life long ago i know that because i see the intervention of jesus and scripture says this in jeremiah 10 verse 23 now i'm taking this from the message translation I don't usually teach from it, but it just says this very nicely. It says here that I know God. That mere mortals can't run their own lives. That men and women don't have what it takes to take charge of their life. So now, family, we are coming in for a landing. We're practically done now. But we have gone full circle. We have gone full circle in studying the foundational Joshua principle. The first and foremost principle of any successful Christian living. And that is Joshua 1 verse 5. Be strong, courageous, determined, brave, resolute to do only what the word of God says and not to turn to the left or turn to the right. Then we will be prosperous. So family, as a Christian who wants to have good success. We have to have a no compromise, no self-justification, no watering down, simply obeying the scriptures. Now listen carefully to this. Listen carefully to this. Failing to obey the Bible scriptures is directly disobeying Jesus Christ and his instruction to us. Just as I've taught you, you can stand on a word as though Jesus Christ is sitting in front of you and saying to you, my child, I will meet all your needs according to your riches and glory. Just as as you have that understanding of receiving the promises of God, you need to know, listen to me loud and clear. Every time you disobey a Bible scripture, you don't need to believe, to 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 feel it, to want to do it. But every time you disobey scriptures, you are disobeying a direct word of Jesus Christ, a direct instruction. And every time that you obey a scripture, no matter how hard it is, you are proving that you are a disciple and that you love Jesus Christ. And that is the building blocks. 
because if you try function, if you try function in faith, function in ministry, apart from this foundation, apart from being connected to the vine, apart from obedience and submission to the word, you are, are acting unlawfully. You are unauthorized to do that. You are like those people that are saying, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy and all of that? So it's so very important. We need to judge ourselves according to the word. So family, that is the teaching for today. That is the faith principle that we need to believe, trust, rely, have faith in Jesus, who is the word. We need to be strong, courageous, resolute and brave and determined in doing the word. No compromise at all. No trying to find a teacher that tells you it's okay and says, no, it doesn't mean that actually you don't need to repent anymore or whatever nonsense they're talking about. No, we obey the word of God and that's what we do in Jesus' name. So family, that's pretty much it for today. But before we close, I'd like to just pray. I'd like to pray for each and every one of us. That we can search our hearts. Just like David said. He said, Lord, just search me. Search my heart. See if there's anything in me, Lord God, that's not pleasing. And you know, family, I tell you what. Coming from my background. Oh my goodness gracious me. Coming from a background where all I knew was sin. And I loved it. Because that's all I thought, you know, there was. But now it's like, I can't believe how amazing my life is with Jesus now. Nothing can compare but there was a lot of searching that I had to do. There was some difficult things that I had to give up. Some difficult things that, that hung on to me. But I can promise you, I really learned that the best thing to do is to give them up. And I know some of it's difficult, but God will give you the grace to be able to get through if you always trust in Him to do it. And so... I want to pray. Firstly, I want, to, I want to pray that the Lord can just reveal anything where we've just been disobedient, where we've just been separated from God, where we may have just missed it, or where we are in our next level of growth, because it's, it's growth. It's just a consistent thing. Some of us, you know, we need to break through certain things so that we can get to the next level and we'll consistently grow. But some of us are at that point we're at that point where God's saying, listen, it's time. It's time to let that go. It's time to move deeper. And so it's very important that we do that. And we trust in God to, to do that for us. And then I also want to pray, family, listen, if, if we're not born again, we're not connected to the vine. It's just that simple. Jesus spoke to Nicodemus and Nicodemus represented the church. He was the church. He's more religious than any of us will ever be. He was one of the leaders in that, that church at the time. Came from the Israelites. Most religious person. And he said to Jesus, because he knew, hang on a second, there's more to, to this Christianity than, than what it seems. And he said, Jesus, he spoke to Jesus at night. And Jesus said, listen, Nicodemus. Listen, church. Listen, church. Listen, Christian. Unless you are born again. He said, Jesus said, surely I tell you. Unless you are born again, you will not see the kingdom. And Nicodemus said, well, what does that mean? Must I be, go up in my mother's womb and be born again? You see, that's the religious mindset. But he said, no, born of spirit. 
And what happens? And he told him again, unless you're born again, you'll not see the kingdom of heaven. So I want to ask you this question. Are you born again? Do you know Jesus? I'm not asking if you went to church or if you're a good person. Because none of that will count. But do you know him? Have you been born again? I'm going to give you that opportunity. The Bible says in Romans 10 verse 8 or 9, I'm not sure. I think it's 8. That if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's your first step. So, that's you. And the Holy Spirit will be speaking to you right now, in your heart. Because the Bible says in Revelation, I think it's 20 verse 11, that behold, I'm knocking. Maybe Jesus is knocking on the heart, on your heart, on the doors of your heart today, saying, child, you need to do this. Don't be deceived, child. You need to do this. Maybe some of you just need to recommit your life to Jesus today. Maybe you're unsure. If you're unsure, that's a problem. Because the Bible says that the Holy Spirit bears witness that we are saved. So those of us that have salvation know it. So family, if that's you, let's all get into prayer. Let's ask the Lord to reveal anything in our heart that we need to do. And trust in Him by grace to do it. And then we'll all move into the rebirth experience. And just a recommitment. There's nothing wrong with recommitting your life. Just repenting, recommitting. I've done it so many times and there's nothing wrong with that. So let's just do that. Let's just bow our heads. Let's just get into the presence of God. Father, you always says, with two or more gathered, there you are. Precious Jesus, thank you that you are there now with every person. Thank you that you are speaking to their hearts. Thank you, Lord God, that they are not listening to this by coincidence. But you love them. And you are calling them. And they hear your calling now. They feel it in their hearts. They feel your calling. Lord, allow us to feel your precious presence, your love. Manifest yourself to us, Jesus. Thank you so much. Father, Lord, we make so many mistakes in life. Lord, we thank you so much that Jesus paid the price for all our sins. And all we need to do is confess them before you, to lay them at your feet. And you will forgive us and wash us and cleanse us. And you will help us to walk this life of serving you, striving for holiness in Jesus' name. So Father, we all fail so many times. We just want to ask you right now for mercy and for grace. Now say this after me. Say, Father, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I've made many mistakes. I thank you for your grace and your mercy. And I ask you for mercy. I need your mercy, Jesus. Please forgive me. Forgive me for all my sins, all my many failures. Wash me and cleanse me with the precious blood. Make me as white as snow. I pray in Jesus' name. Father, I ask you now 
to search my heart, to bring to my remembrance everything that I need to deal with that is not pleasing to you. Everything that has caused me to be cut off from you. Everything that is hindering me. I believe that you are able to get me through this. In my own strength, I know that I'm not able. I know that I will probably fail again. But I thank you that your loving kindness and your mercy is always available. So Lord, all of these things I bring to you now, I make a decision to lay it on the altar. I expose myself to you, all of the sins, everything I've tried to justify, everything I've tried to avoid and to hide and everything that's been holding me back everything that's in disobedience to your word I place on the altar now forgive me Jesus wash me cleanse me help me by your grace to overcome all of these and when I fail remind me that your arms are always open for forgiveness. So Father, I want to commit my life to you. And I declare, Jesus Christ, come into my heart. I open my heart to you. I open my life to you. Your word says that I'm not able to run my own life. So run my life for me. Be my Lord. Walk with me all the days of my life. Even unto my last breath. Be with me. I believe that you died and you rose again. And I thank you that I am born again. I ask you now to fill me with your light, to fill me with your love, to fill me with your Holy Spirit. Let me never be again the same. Take my hand, walk me through this, this life. Take my life, make something of it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, Lord, let me feel a touch from you. Let me feel your presence. I reach out to you now and I pray for your love to wash over me like warm oil. I thank you for your peace that washes over me. And I command every spirit of fear, every spirit of doubt, every spirit of deceit, every spirit of addiction, every spirit of lust, any spirit that has been holding me back, I tell you now, I belong to Jesus. Every spirit of infirmity, I tell you, I belong to Jesus. 
This body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Christ is in me. I belong to him. You no longer have any place in me. And I command you in the name that is above all names, in the name that which every knee must bow, in the name of Jesus, you leave and never return. Amen. Amen and amen. We trust that you are truly blessed and encouraged by this message. If you would like to find out more about Christ Encounter Ministries in Longabon, please feel free to check out our website at ChristEncounter.co.za.